have no fear, boo. That is the topic of today's podcast. Hello, this is Beth at Bachones.net. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. And that word, boo, is kind of a play on the word, boo. It is a very common expression now. I've seen a lot of black people on Periscope using it for each other very affectionately. And it, I looked it up to see what the origin of it was. And it comes from the French word bow, which is pronounced bow, but it's spelled B-E-A-U. And it's also Caribbean slang for your homie or an unattractive guy. Also, the cartoon Yogi Bear had a sidekick called Boo Boo. But it's primarily used today. I, I've seen, like I said, I've seen a lot of people on Periscope, especially the black community, calling each other boo. And because today is Halloween, I thought I would entitle today's podcast, Have No Fear, Boo. Now, today is Halloween, and I do not celebrate it. Our family does not celebrate it. It is a very evil day. This podcast will cover some of Halloween, but also it is primarily on the topic of fear. Halloween is thought to have originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, which people would light bonfires and they would wear costumes to ward off roaming goats. And then Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all the saints and the martyrs, and he incorporated some of the features of Samhain. And I hope I'm pronouncing that word right, but the evening before was called All Hallows' Eve, and later called Halloween. And so Halloween eventually developed and evolved into this secular community event with trick-or-treating and costumes. It's a very big day in the United States. Actually, today at the gas station, I saw the clerks were dressed as Winnie the Pooh in a Winnie the Pooh costume. The other clerk working there was dressed as a prisoner in an orange jumpsuit. And then at Sonnet, when I went to get a grape slush, the girl was dressed as a cat, a black cat. She had a black tail, and she had painted whiskers on her face. But it's actually a very evil day. And on the website Born Again Christian, on their article, Halloween Satanic Roots Exposed, I looked up, I studied what they had to say about the satanic origin of this day. And people try to say, oh, it's just innocent fun. Actually, I have some family members that think that, not my children, but others. It is much more than a fun, innocent day. It's actually based on Baal worship. It's actually based on sacrifices to Satan and demons and ritualistic cannibalism. And initially, or you know, you may look at it and think, well, it's not harmful. And the harm is not initially apparent, but it is very serious and very dangerous. And we really need to pray about it as born-again believers in Christ. There are dedicated Satanists and witches, true Satanists, true witches, yes, they are very real, who dedicate themselves to Satan. They hold rituals and rites. They offer blood sacrifices, and it's also a huge marking opportunity in the United States and across the world for businesses. But like I said, it started in Baal worship of the Babylonian Empire. The Assyrians began the sun worship. They were worshiping the sun, and that spread throughout the entire world. 
Now, the Celts that were of France, Britain, and Ireland developed their own brand of Baal worship, and they called their sun god Semahane. And he was appeased with human sacrifices by their priests who were called the Druids, D-R-U-I-D-S. Later, Caesar, because the human sacrifices were so prevalent, Caesar actually had to order a decree banning human sacrifices, and that took place in 52 AD. And I know this is a lot of history. I'm going to be getting into the meat about the fear a little bit later, but I just wanted to give you some background on Halloween because it is such an evil day. Even though he ordered this decree, even though Caesar ordered this ban on human sacrifices because there were so many of them, it continued in secret. A significant practice of the Druid priests was witchcraft, where they were conjuring up the dead, they were practicing black magic, and they were placing curses on people. Now, all these things the Bible forbids, and I'm going to read you some a few scriptures about what the Word of God says about these things, about mediums, wizards, spiritists, astrologers, and fortune tellers. He says... In Leviticus 20:27, 20, a man or woman that hath a, a, a familiar spirit or that as a wizard shall surely be put to death. They shall stone them with stones. Their blood, their blood will be upon them. Neither shall you use enchantment nor observe times. And then in Leviticus 26, it says, and the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go a whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. And there's a few more scriptures also. Let's see. Ephesians 5, 11, 12 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Deuteronomy 8, 10-11 Let no one be found among you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or cast spells, or who is a medium or spiritus, or who consults the dead. And a very strong verse is found in Revelations 21.8, which says, But the fearful and unbelieving, and I think it's interesting it has fearful in there, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake of fire which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And then a great verse to see how uh, the, the people of God came together is found in Acts 19, 19-20, when it says, And many that believed, and that's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which use curious arts, witchcraft, and sorcery, brought their books together and burned them before all men, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. 
And there's many more verses in the Bible about witchcraft, but it's a very serious thing. After the collapse of the Roman Empire, the Catholic Rome made the Druid New Year Festival into an approved roster of, quote, Christian holidays. They tried to incorporate some of these things into their, their, their holidays, their way of, of believing. Druid festivals centered on human sacrifices, usually firstborn babies, and yes, Satanists and witches actually do sacrifice human beings, including babies and children, at places like Stonehenge and many places in the United Kingdom, Wales, Scotland, and Ireland. And what the Druids would do would put food outside their homes and lanterns because they believed on this night spirits of the dead rose and they would try to spook the spirits of the dead sinners. So when you see children out trick-or-treating, and this is on this website um, that is Christian, born again Christian website, Halloween Satanic Roots Exposed, it says that children out trick-or-treating represent the evil spirits demanding a sacrifice of food under the threat of being cursed and making pumpkin lamps to defend yourself against demon spirits is literally witchcraft. Now obviously innocent children are not going to understand all this and even adults, a lot of adults even among Christians will say oh it's just a fun day, it's, it's an innocent day, but it is not. It's symbolic of great evil. And the main reason I do not participate in this or my family is because of its satanic, the satanic rituals and the witchcraft, the darkness and evil that is behind this horrible day. So I do not celebrate it. But I want to give you some encouragement today. We are not to be afraid of these evil things. That's why I entitled this podcast, Have No Fear, Boo. It is a play on the word boo. For Halloween, but it's also a play on that word girlfriend or boyfriend because I see so many people on Periscope using that word and it's funny when I hear them. They will say, what are you doing, boo? How are you, boo? But we're not to be afraid of these things and there's many verses in the Bible that are very encouraging about not being afraid. Psalm 34, 4 says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 2 Timothy 1, 7, and this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible about fear. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And another one that I love also is 1 John 4, 8. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out for fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And another translation says fear has to do with torment. Fear will torment you. Now, I have written a book. It's my newest book called Metamorphosis Transform from Fear to Faith. And in this new book, which is going to be available soon as an ebook for Kindle on Amazon, I share about my journey from fear to faith. And I haven't arrived yet. I have actually battled fear my entire life. I've had all sorts of fears. 
fear of the dark, fear of crowded places, fear of fire, fear of drowning, fear of talking to people. And God's delivered me. And I used to have terrible nightmares because I was sexually and physically abused in horrible ways in my childhood. And so I've battled fear ever since I was a child. I battled it in adulthood. So I, I still, to this day, have nightmares at times, bad dreams. But God has been working in my life to help me overcome the fear step by step. I'm not there yet. But he's continuing to work on me to to have me trust him and not be afraid to not think that the devil that Satan is bigger than he is. In this book, I also share stories of my family and their battles with fear. And I share in it what God has to say about fear. How does God view fear? Well, fear is the opposite of faith. And many times Jesus would rebuke his disciples for being afraid. He would say to them, why are you afraid? Like when they were out on the, the, the lake and there was a terrible storm and the disciples woke up Jesus and said, Master, don't you care that we're going to die? And he stood up and he said, why are you afraid? He rebuked the winds and the waves and they stopped. And they were amazed thinking the winds and the waves even obey him. Of course they do because he's God. God does not want us to be afraid. And there's a lot of scary stuff going on right now with ISIS, school shootings, violence, people shooting each other, um, cops killing people, people killing cops, diseases, the threat of war. There are a lot of scary things going on right now, but God does not want us to be afraid. In fact, the Bible tells us in the end times, men's heart will even would even fail from fear. And I'm going to look at that scripture real quick for you. That is found in Luke 21, 26. And this is what it says. Men's hearts failing them from fear in the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Jesus already told us all these things were going to happen ahead of time. And he does not want us to be afraid. In this new book, I share what God says on the matter, what he says about fear. And I also share about the caterpillar's metamorphosis being changed inside that dark cocoon into a beautiful butterfly. Now, have you ever seen a butterfly that was stressed out or worried or depressed or angry or afraid? No. Butterflies are happy and free. And that is what God wants for us. There's a quote that says, Ultimately, we know deeply that on the other side of every fear is freedom. And that's by Marilyn Ferguson. On the other side of your fear is freedom. So what are you afraid of? God wants to deliver you from that fear. I encourage you, if you are not already signed up at my website at betjens.net, to go there today, right now, and sign up as a subscriber for my personal mailing list, my e-zine, that you get about twice a month. And when you sign up with your name and email address, you will get a free gift. But it will be, you'll be the first to know as my subscriber, as my valued subscriber, 
about my new book coming up, Metamorphosis, Transform from Fear to Faith. It has a beautiful butterfly co cover, and I have been so blessed that ever since I've been writing this book, I'm seeing butterflies everywhere. I love butterflies. To me, they're a, a symbol of freedom and hope and, and God's love. And God speaks to me through those butterflies. I don't mean like I hear a voice coming from the butterflies. But what I mean is when I see a butterfly, I think of what God is doing in my life and wanting to do even more to set me free. He wants to set you and me free from that cocoon, that dark place to transform us. And the only way we can be transformed is by a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't know him today, I invite you to call on the name of the Lord Jesus, to renounce your sins and ask him for forgiveness. And he will come into your life with the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of you. And you will live with God forever and all eternity in heaven. And he will save you and he has a great plan for your life. He loves you. He wants to show you his goodness. He wants you to have an amazing, exciting adventure with him. He wants to use the gifts that he put inside of you when he created you in your mother's womb for his glory. This ebook should be coming up fast on Amazon, Metamorphosis Transformed from Fear to Faith. So I encourage you to sign up at my website today at bethjones.net with your name and email address and you'll be first to hear when it is live on Amazon. You can also find out my other books at my Amazon author page at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Beth M. Jones. Again, that is amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Beth M. Jones. I've written 14 books and this is my 15 books and I now have more books on my heart to write. I'm an international speaker and Amazon best-selling author. If you would like me to speak at your women's conference or event, you can contact me at my website at betjens.net. You have a blessed and a beautiful day, and I'm going to close out in prayer. God, I just thank you and praise you that in you we have nothing to fear, that you are God of God and King of Kings, that you are Lord of Lords. You are the creator of the earth. You're the creator of me and this person listening right now. And you have a great plan for our lives according to Jeremiah 29 11. You don't want us to live in faith, God, but to live in to live in fear, but to live in faith, trusting in you, God, trusting in your love and your goodness and your forgiveness. God, I pray on this day, on Halloween that you would protect anyone from any danger of being kidnapped or held captive or being sacrificed. God, there are Satanists, there are witches, there are people that worship the devil. And God, this is one of the darkest, most evil nights of the year. So God, I pray for mercy. I pray you would deliver those caught in the snares of evil who may not even understand the true origin of it, the true evil behind it. God, I pray you would deliver people from deception. I pray you would protect children all across the United States and across the world. You would protect adults, men and women, God, and you would set the captives free. I pray the blood of Jesus over me and my family, God, this day and over the listener and their family. And God, I thank you and praise you that your perfect love casts out all fear. And God, you do not want us to be afraid, but to trust in you. 
for you to show us your goodness and your blessings. I pray all these things in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you have a great and beautiful day, and I will talk to you later. This is Beth at BethJones.net.